Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What do you think they think of Jonathan Kamenga? I think they believe that he has great potential and that he's making strides. The big question for me, and I mentioned this yesterday, is do they see him as a foundational piece? Because if they do, at the end of this year they will likely give him the Jordan Poole treatment, which is, here's a contract, here's an extension, because you wouldn't want him to play next year in his final year of his contract, so if you love him, you would give him a deal. If you're not sure about him at the end of this year, then you would either trade him or have him play out the string and then be done with him from there, or maybe you extend him if he pops. But I think that they're excited by what they've seen, but at the same time, I also believe that they see his limitation. And, of course, he's limited. You mentioned it earlier, or maybe it was yesterday. A guy who never played college basketball. A guy who is still developing as an NBA player. Totally. He's only played, if you count his G League Ignite year, this would be year four of real, organized, competitive basketball. So, of course, there are a lot of things he can't do. Are these things that he can learn and develop? such as a consistent shot, such as, you know, a, a move with the basketball that is under control, a post-up game. We know the athleticism is off the charts. We know defensively, on ball, he's pretty good. Off the ball, he's got a lot to learn. Rebounding, he's getting better, but he's got a lot more to learn. And defensively, he is, you know, maybe a liability with a lowercase l, not a capital L like yeah. Jordan Poole was. It was a larger learning curve. He a didn't big play learning curve for Kaminga. Yes. But you see the bright side, and you also see the downside. But I think you look at him just this year, and you go, wow, this guy's amazing. And then 12 seconds later, you go, oh, my God. This guy is clueless. That's what I mean. Like, so, so what are the Warriors? Right? Are, are the Warriors in love with his future? I don't know. Only time will tell. I don't know. And that's either that, that, either they trade him in five weeks, right? But or they sign him in April, or we find out how they feel. That's why I'm not afraid of just wait. Yeah. Just breathe. There's so much information that I want the Warriors to get. Can Draymond screw the head on straight? Can Kaminga keep developing, become more consistent? Right? Can Clay? Still look like Clay? Can Kavon get his legs going? Is that just, you know, Steve tells us that's a that's a product of what's going on around him because the group that he plays with has not consistently been there. Can Andrew Wiggins look like he did 18 months ago? I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to know the answers to those questions rather than make a bad trade. Which one is most likely of the three? Kaminga taking the next step. Draymond, quote, screwing his head on straight, or Andrew Wiggins returning to the player that he was 20 months ago? It feels like the betting favorite would be Kaminga. 
but I, but I actually, I think you're right. That is such a damnation of Andrew Wiggins. Yep. But I, but I also, I want to answer Draymond because I feel like his career is at stake. And so, even though it may be a fool's errand to plan on Draymond behaving, um, he has to. Yeah, you and I talked about this before. But can Draymond be the productive player that he has been while, you know, being docile? Can docile Draymond thrive in the NBA? uh, Information that I would like to get. Yeah, you're going to get it. Information that I would like to get, yeah. Um, how about uh, Brett in or no? Let's go to uh, sorry, Brett. We'll come to you next. How about Zachary in uh, Napa? Hey, Zachary, what are you doing? Hey, I'm I'm out here in Napa. I just wanted to talk to you guys about Jonathan Kaminga a little bit. Let's do it. So you know we're we're always talking about trading the potential of trading Kaminga, and I think you got to look at two guys, Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins. And the way I view it, you know, you want to trade Andrew Wiggins just because. We, we know Andrew Wiggins' ceiling. You know, we saw him in the 2021 finals. We know the type of player he can be. You know, a great two-way player. But I think Jonathan Kaminga has the potential to have a higher ceiling, you know, all NBA forward. I, I, I think he adds more value to the team. You know, I, I listen to this show a lot, and, and Kaminga gets criticized a lot for his lack of rebounding. But I think just based off his potential, he's, he's worth keeping. Uh, Zachary, I, I, I'm a fan of Jonathan Kaminga. I'd like to see his development continue with the Warriors, but you said something there. You, you, you believe that this could be an all-star, an all-NBA player? Well, definitely. You know, huh. you know, we talk about him missing free throws. I, let's say he doesn't improve on free throws. I think the worst he is is an Aaron Gordon, which is still like an incredibly valuable role player. Um, Zachary, interesting. Thanks. You, I mean, I don't know what to say on 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 that one. Um, he's still only what is he? Twenty one. Yep. He's twenty one years old. So it's very early, but he's also been around the league now for a long time. Yeah, third year. It's a long time. So can that pop happen in year three, year four? I think of people like Jermaine O'Neal. Like, yeah, it can happen. It could absolutely happen. He does have a very interesting skill set. I will say that not not yet have I seen that moment or that game where I'm like, oh, he's going to be an all-star. Uh, that, now, that's different than pro bowler in the NFL. All-star. NBA all-star is like, dude, there are not a lot of those. No. That, 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 that is an elite NBA player. I don't know if I feel that yet. I'm not saying it can't happen. I don't know if that has popped into my head in the middle of games yet with Jonathan Kamenga. Not at all. I mean, not at all. You would have to be, in a, especially with this team right now, to get two All-Stars on the Warriors. Let's just say that Steph is an All-Star because he's going to be again. And I don't know how many All-Stars that will make, probably 10 or 11 in his career. But to get two All-Stars on a team, you have to be a very good team. And this team is not a very good team. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Warriors are a one all-star outfit. Clay's not. CP's not. Draymond is not. Wiggins is uh, maybe seventh man of the year, if there is such a thing. <laughs> and Kaminga's not. For Kaminga to be an all-star, he's going to have to learn to shoot the ball. Not shoot the glass. Shout out Die Hard. Shoot the ball. Because right now, his three-point shot is pretty unsightly. To put it nicely. It looks like it's getting worse. 
and I don't even mean the percentages. It was what, like I, I feel like the last couple of games, he's messing around with some different form. Right? That ain't good. No, like the left hand is flying out. It's almost like he's shooting it one handed. Um, and Two for his last 16. Well, there you go. Over the last five games. Maybe, not to stat you. Maybe it's just that they're clanking a lot. Yeah. It, yeah. I just looked at his last five 105, 105, 03, 102, 2 of 16. It's a bit of a struggle. So for Jonathan Kaminga to become a, an NBA All Star, you've got to be able to score at all three levels. For him, it'd be get a three-point shot that's not hideous. Yep. Be able to score on your own in the mid-range, and he's already got the at-the-basket game. Yeah, he can drive. Oh boy, and he, he can does. elevate. He can finish. He can. Yep. He can dunk. He can offensive rebound. All that stuff. Uh, Brett in Oakland. Hey, Brett, what's going on? Y'all, what are the dibs? Hey guys, uh, nice to be on. Hope you're uh, having a nice New Year so far. To you as well. Um, so I actually wanted to talk about some of the earlier conversation about Draymond. But just quickly, I want to back up the last caller. I see very much the same thing with Kaminga. And just to that last comment, he has a mid-range shot, and it's really good. He drops those all the time. I just feel like the coaching staff told him, at the rim or at the three-point line. And he kind of just stopped taking them until last game. But it was nice to see him drop a couple last game. Um, Uh, Yeah, go ahead, Brett. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you guys can drop in. No, just, yeah, the mid-range shot. shot is going the way of the dodo bird. T- teams don't want anybody to shoot in the mid-range unless your name is Kevin Durant. That's analytics. Um, right. they're, yeah, they're, I don't know that what you're saying is true, Brett, about coaching staff telling him what to do there, but there are teams, I don't know if the Warriors are one of them, but there are teams that, that essentially have said to their team, yeah, let, let, let's st- anything that's right inside the arc and then extended another five feet – is just by analytics a bad shot. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. It's just in these late clock situations where they sort of throw the ball to Kaminga and go do something, and he's done really nicely getting to the rim. Last game, he had two nice possessions where he couldn't quite get to the rim, but he pulled up short and took two mid-ranges, and they both went down, and we've seen that from him before. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Brett, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, thank it. thank you. I'm looking at his shot chart, and he has uh, 15 shots that he's made inside the three-point line and outside the key. 15. His shot chart is a bunch of green blobs near the hoop <laughs> and then a scattered a bunch of X's yeah. outside the three-point yeah, line. Yeah, he wants to get to the hoop. Why wouldn't you? When you could jump like that? He's actually become, I think that's one of the areas where he's developed. He's developed uh, as a finisher, as a finisher. Yep. Like, he's always been a dunker, um, but he's getting creative around the rim. I like that part. I don't know how directed he's been with regard to the mid-range shot. Um, all right, more time for your phone calls is coming up, but also, um, what is the trade possibility that's out there. What is the actual vibe in the locker room? Kendra Andrews of ESPN is going to join us next. We'll continue with your phone calls as well. And we're moving toward Warrior basketball tonight with the Nuggets in town. This is Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey Dub Nation, it's Trace Jackson Davis, and you're listening to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> Love it. Ridiculous. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Willard and Dibs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And uh, while you're there, you listened to Steve Kerr yesterday. Yep. Morning Roast had Anthony Slater. Um and uh, good stuff, good stuff on the dubs. Make sure you like and subscribe and go back every day and do all of that good stuff. Um, young people, siblings. Steve Kerr doesn't like the young people. No, no, no. I don't like the young people. I wonder. <laughs> I mean, siblings. Teenagers. You and I were talking good about Lord. siblings during the break. Yeah. I wonder if our next guest, oh. ever had any sort of a of a battle. It's a great question. Thank you. I'll let you ask it, Mark, because no, you're no, the no. lead dog. No, no, you thought of it. You ask it. Kendra Andrews, I'm ESPN. Scared. No, go ahead and do it. You don't want to do it? I'll do it if you don't want to do it. You do it because you're so good Ken- at the welcomes and all that. Yeah, Kendra. Kendra, did, thanks for joining did us. Did you and Malika ever have massive fights when you were kids? I mean, name a sibling duo who hasn't, I yeah. think, right? Thank you. <laughs> oh. What was it over, Kendra? Was it... Like on the on the field of play, was it over like extra helpings at dinner? What was the what was the nature no. of the battleground? It's it's a lot of uh, toys, you know. I think in our tween years, a couple things went missing from each other's closets, oh. you know, those those types of things. Those types of fights might still happen today, but we're a little bit more composed when we fight about, oh, yeah. about the clothes now. I like do, it. do you guys borrow each other's clothes still? Absolutely, absolutely. Again, ask any sister duo who, yeah. who doesn't. You know, I guarantee you, all of us do. No, it's not even just sisters. It's friends. I'll tell you the ones that I, because yeah. I have a 14-year-old daughter, and I get this like twice a month. Dad, my sweatshirt, what'd you do with it out of the laundry or this? Or what'd you, and I get attacked for where is it? And, of course, I know every, I'm like, it's over at Tessa's house or whatever. <laughs> like, I know where it is because you guys can't keep track of anything. No, it's very true. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Anyway, you had no idea that yeah, this is what thank you were... Thank you for sharing, yeah, Noah. I know. appreciate that. All right, yeah, that's that's yeah. all we wanted to ask you, Kendra. Thanks yeah, for coming on. That's a luck. great day, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Right, that, was, that was great. Find that on the Odyssey app. Um, <laughs> anyway, hi, Kendra. How are the Warriors doing? Is everybody all everybody getting along? 
For, from what I understand, everyone is getting along. There are no sibling fights in the Warriors locker room. I think really this season, something that they have been touting and, and very proud of is how good the off-court chemistry is, right? Because obviously that was a big issue last season. And so this season, they get, a, they get along very well. Guys are hanging out with each other. They're lingering in the locker room, talking to each other. Everyone is very happy to be a part of this group this season. Are you sensing any, I don't know if trepidation is the word, but some of the guys who are going to lose their minutes when Draymond comes back, is there any change of feeling in terms of the news that came out today about Draymond's maybe not so imminent return? Well, I haven't seen or spoken to any of the of the players. We haven't been in the locker room since that news came out today, but I think the way that this team has been operating during Draymond's suspension, and I expect that they continue, that they will continue to do until he is really game planning how to incorporate him back is you just work with the people that you have in the room. You can't game plan for how are we going to do things when Draymond gets back because he's still not here right now. And the Warriors have a lot of issues and a lot of problems to figure out, uh, you know, during the suspension at this point when, when he's kind of ramping up and then even when he gets back. So it's just all about what is going to make us win. Uh, and, and so right now they're just kind of taking it one step at a time. So all that said, and Kendra Andrews ESPN is with us. With that said, obviously when Draymond is back, he will have a role. Who, who do you mm-hmm. think is auditioning the most right now to kind of keep what he's got currently when Draymond gets back? Look at two guys. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga is obviously one of them. He was the guy who was put in that starting lineup in place of Draymond. And as Steve Kerr has continued to switch out that lineup, he is one. Cha- he is the one change, right? That has has remained. Uh, so I, I look at a guy like Jonathan Kaminga, who could be d- the most directly impacted by Draymond's return. But in terms of just like their role staying the same with all of the young guys. It's a guy like Brandon Pajemski. Now, of course, with uh, Gary Payton out for at least three more weeks, I think that that gives uh, Brandon a little bit more of a leash because he is also a guard. Uh, Steve Kerr has said that he likes some of his perimeter defense. So I think he's a guy who will still play a lot. And then also a guy like Trace Jackson Davis. Obviously, he has been starting the past two games in, in place of Kevon Looney. But again, it's just the... A trickle-down effect of when you bring a guy like Draymond back, he'll be spending some time at the center position as he always has. So how is that going to affect another big like Trace? How does that affect Kevon Looney, in your opinion? A guy who, as you mentioned, went from the starting lineup, now he's been coming off the bench of late, doesn't seem like he's having his best year early on. Does he stand to maybe lose some minutes as well when Draymond returns? I mean, it's definitely a possibility, right? And again, it's just that trickle-down effect. If if Draymond comes back and Trace Jackson Davis's minutes are getting scaled back, and Trace Jackson Davis's minutes at this moment are already taking over for Kavon Looney's minutes, then it is that trickle-down effect. And look, I, like I said before, right now the Warriors are just about trying to figure out how to win, and can we find a winning recipe? Trace Jackson Davis has been a bigger part of that right now, so I. As it stands, yeah, I think you could say Kevon Looney's role could be scaled back as well because he hasn't been playing as well. It's what you saw with Andrew Wiggins, and he wasn't playing well. His minutes were scaled back. Uh, Steve Kerr is just in hunt mode, and whatever it is that gets them a string of wins, 
that's what they're going to go with. Kendra, we would love for you to uh, kind of speak to your most recent article to our audience. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and the title, the headline is, Why Golden State's Youngsters Just Became So Important. So why did Golden State's <laughs> Youngsters Just Become So Important? I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but, but again, like you look at the past couple weeks, I guess really since Draymond was suspended, uh, and even though the Warriors are like around the 500, they're kind of toggling between 500 or just below 500 team, the, the young players of Pajemski, Jackson Davis, Kaminga, and, you know, at one point, Moses Moody, they were the bright spot next to Stephen Curry. It was Steph doing what Steph does. And you looked at all the other veterans. You looked at Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, all of the Draymond Green wasn't there, but all those other guys were struggling. And it was their young players who really gave them any kind of energy. And so as you move forward, you know, one quote that Steve Kerr said that's in the article that really stood out to me was he said, when this team is fully healthy, you know, there is a world in which these young guys keep their minutes. Like we just talked about Trace Jackson Davis, you know, Jonathan Kaminga. There is a world that if we are winning, even if we're healthy, these guys will retain their starting job. They will retain their minutes because they have actually given us something that no one else is giving us right now, and we have to ride with that. You mentioned at one point Moses Moody, and it feels like he's been mm-hmm. in and he's been out and he's back in and he's yeah. back out. What do you think is the, the disconnect in terms of Moses' play and his ability to get on the floor? You know, I think it's... It, it's tricky because the way the Warriors view him and his game is they want him to be an elite shooter. They want him to be a knockdown shooter. And they have a, a two of the, the greatest of that. And then they've re- the Warriors have really liked the emergence of Brandon Pajemski and what he's been able to do in terms of just like being a ball handler, a little bit of his defense and stuff. And there always does just seem to be one odd man out. And right now that is Moses Moody. And it is hard to figure out if he hasn't gotten that opportunity yet, when is it going to come? I think back to the Sacramento game over in Sacramento, either November or December, and uh, Moses came in late in the game, and he scored like all 11 at one point, all 11 of the Warriors' fourth quarter points, and then Steve pulled him, and they ended up losing that game. And after that, the days after that, Steve was very hard on himself about that decision. He said, I should have left Moses in. That was such a bad decision by myself. And then the next several games, you saw Moses be a part of the rotation. And now he's kind of fallen out. So it is hard to figure out, okay, what is it going to take for Moses to, to really be able to cement himself? Because it's not like he's done anything wrong. They, they just have been leaning on other guys a bit more. Kendra, um, who's the most likely warrior to get traded? Oh, man. <laughs> I I mean, I, there's a couple names that you could put on that list. I think that Moses Moody is one of them that you could at least see if, if, if you can package something. But at this point, you kind of just – can go down. Moses is a tradable asset. Jonathan Kaminga is a tradable asset. Andrew Wiggins, you know, he has a monster contract, but you you look at those types of guys, and then obviously a big conversation is going to be about Clay, and he's on an expiring contract. What team want, would want to take on that type of deal? I don't know if there is a most likely to that I can say with confidence right now, but I do think that the Warriors have options of what they can put together it's also just a matter of who they would want to exchange them for and what 
that person, what that team would require in exchange for that. You didn't mention the name Draymond Green, which I found to be interesting because many fans are clamoring for him to be the one who's dealt. Would you say that Draymond's not likely to be traded because of Steph's affinity for him? Or is it Draymond's currently very low trade value considering he hasn't played? I mean, that could definitely be part of it, but I, I, you listen to what Mike Dunleavy Jr. has said. You know how Dustin Curry feels about Draymond. If you ask me who is the most likely to be traded, I would not say that Draymond Green is the most likely to be traded. I think there is a world in which it could, sure, it could happen. I think anything could happen at this point. Um, and I understand how fans would probably be annoyed a little bit with some of his antics and they've, haven't been that much worse without them than, than they were with him, right, to start the year. But in a team that is, like, is so loyal to their people, I think it would, it would be a surprising move, really, if, if they traded Draymond. And again, I mentioned a guy like Andrew Wiggins' contract. Well, Draymond Green just also signed a big contract. So is, is who... who can take that on. And again, what are you getting in return? Because they're not going to give up Draymond Green for nothing. It has to be for something big, something that the Warriors think could help them more than Draymond will help them. And I don't know if, if there is that. Kendra Andrews, ESPN, with us here on Willard and Dibs. Kendra, what's your read on the situation around Steve Kerr's future? Like, why, why, why has nothing happened yet, you think? Um, I mean, I don't have a read on it, frankly. Um, so I'm not going to speak too deeply on it. But I think a lot of these guys have seen you start a season. You don't, nothing happens. You start a season and at a certain point, you table it and you focus on the task at hand. Obviously, we saw how that happened with Bob Myers. And I think because of what happened with Bob Myers, people might get a little antsy and say, well, if, he, if Steve Curry didn't come up with a new contract just like Bob, then he's going to walk just like Bob. I don't necessarily think that that's the case, but I think that, you know, you want to see a lot of what happens and how this season plays out. If the Warriors decide for up top as an organization that the dynasty is over and it's time to move on, then you change up a lot of things. But at the same time, I know how much they appreciate Steve Kerr's coaching and, you know, he used to figure out what he wants as well. Um, but I don't think that there's too much of a read to have on that right now. Would you put that same answer applied to the Clay Thompson situation, a guy who has been a forever warrior so far, but he's in the final year of his deal? Would you also say that it's in season and both sides are just trying to focus on basketball? I mean, I think to a point, it's, it's, it's different, though, with players and coaches because we were just talking about trading, right? And, and Clay is a guy who could be traded, right? Um, when you w- w- don't re-sign a player you let them go for nothing. It's different than wanting to get something back Um, with, with them not coming up with a contract. Right. I mean, it's been reported on of both sides couldn't come to an agreement. There is a desire for both for him to come back and he wants to come back. But yeah, I mean, I think at a certain point you table those discussions, but again, with a player, it's different because unlike a coach or unlike, Steve will say who isn't going to get fired in the middle of the year, anything like that. A player could be traded in the middle of the year. And so it's a, it just puts a little bit different context around the conversation for Clay. 
Kendra, with Jonathan Kaminga, you have a quote in your article uh, where he says, quote, I see the two timelines for sure. Um, but that also comes a- a- as he's using the-, the podium at times to grumble a little bit about play- playing time and-, and-, and not fully understanding his role. So what- what's your thought there? Do you sense that he's becoming more comfortable with the process? Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard him grumble as much in the past, right, as he has last season season before right his first two years in the league I think he's out of place especially the past couple weeks where he really is getting the minutes and getting the runway where he's figuring things out teams are figuring things out there is an understanding though as we talked about Draymond coming back whenever Gary is healthy that things will have to shuffle again and naturally there there would be a frustration of if you are putting everything out there and then someone comes back and you your role gets decreased again Um, especially when it's been a cyclical thing. But what I've observed from Jonathan this season, I think he's matured immensely. I think he has a much more, I don't know what the right word is, but just like a balanced head on his shoulders this season. And I think he saw how things played out in the playoffs last season. He saw the perception of himself that people were getting from the way that he spoke or his body language on the bench. And he's really tried to remedy that this year. Kendra Andrews, ESPN. Great stuff. I uh, love the article. Thank you for coming on. And you and Malika be nice to each other, okay? <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. Hey, you guys be nice to each other, too. Uh, well, no no promises. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kendra. Um, there she goes. Kendra Andrews uh, with regard to uh, everything going on with the Warriors. The uh, uh, I mean, you pointed it out. Like, who's most likely to be traded? She Jeez. didn't think of Draymond Green. No. And I agree yeah. with her. Like, by the way, we talk about it a lot. I know that some of you salivate at the idea because of your frustration. Um, I firmly believe it's not happening. Well, not, and, I think if you did, like, a an odds on trade or no trade of anybody, they're more likely to not make a trade yep. than they are to make a trade, it's I a, think. It's a di- like all of the potential deals are difficult. They do not have players who people are like dying for, uh, except for uh, as a young asset type of a situation, or if you really want to reboot financially, and then you maybe would want Clay Thompson or something like that. But it's all very situational, and to find the Warriors situation and another team situation. And have those two puzzle pieces fit together, I think is very challenging right now. Depends on what other teams think about uh, a former number one overall pick who has shown flashes of all-star and he's an NBA champion. If you feel like it might be a change of pace for Andrew Wiggins that gets him going again, and if you look at Moses Moody, a guy who is largely buried uh, in the rotation where he's not getting consistent minutes, if you can, if you're a team that has a veteran who maybe is expiring, who's a good player, he's a rotational piece, not a star, but somebody who could come in with the other vets. You trade Wiggins and Moody, and you you part with about twenty eight, twenty nine million, and you get a thirty million dollar guy back who might be expiring, somebody who's in their early to mid thirties who can help you right now. That's the kind of trade I could see them making. Well, here's what I think is really at, at issue for the Warriors. If I'm if I'm familiar at all with the way that they are thinking, like if we remove all of our emotions, 
the fan stuff. I'm mad at Draymond. Okay. The Warriors, I'm sure, are. They're exhausted. But they also still love Draymond and still feel like they need Draymond. If we really remove the emotion, I think what the Warriors are trying to assess in short order is this. Can Kaminga and Wiggins play together? That's the question. It's not so much about win now, win in the future. It's about those two guys because they're both in their 20s. They're both... Um, are are going to be here for a while, potentially. And they're similar in terms of their position and their skill set. Defenders, athletes, at times scorers. So if that feels redundant or if it feels like, and we know the analytics have shown us, shown us this so far, that they just can't really be successful together, well you got to move one. I don't know which one you want to move. That's up to the organization. You have one that is the promise of some future things. Yeah. You have another who's already achieved it but is maddening and, and just like mysteriously inconsistent. And I don't know which one the Warriors think is going to be a better basketball player two years from now. Well, it depends on who you think is going to be a better player five years from now in terms of Jonathan Kaminga. If you think that Jonathan Kaminga has upside that will warrant a contract uh, along the lines of what Jordan Poole got, maybe not that much money, but a Jordan Poole kind of deal where at the end of this year you give Kaminga four years, which means he's here for five more because he's got – one more year in his current deal, you give Kaminga four years and a hundred million. You give Kaminga the Draymond deal and say, you know what, Jonathan, we believe that when you turn twenty-seven at the end of this next contract, you're gonna be an NBA All-Star or damn close to an NBA All-Star. We think that you can be a centerpiece of the post Steph era. Because in five years, Steph Curry's gonna be forty. And if he still is playing, if he's still a warrior, he's probably not averaging thirty a night. If he is, well then, darn it, you might be the greatest player of all time. You are Tom Brady. But if you're planning for five years from now, Andrew Wiggins is signed for three more years. So is Andrew Wiggins able to get back to what he was a couple years ago? If you think that that answer is yes, then you keep Andrew Wiggins because he's a guy at his best who is a he's two way wigs. Everyone, oh, remember the two way wigs de- years? Oh, come on. I mean, it's been a long time since he's been two way wigs. Everybody loved this guy. Everybody loved him until. Not everybody. J- yeah, no, until. I had dude, a whole bit on Andrew I Wiggins. I know you did, but Q rating January last year, year ago. Go back one year. Oh, my God. Was he playing last January? No, I think that's when he left. Okay. January, February, somewhere you, in you're there. You're probably right. Go back 12 months. Guy was having a good start to the year, and he had just been the second-best player on a championship squad and an all-star. Dude, he was loved. Everybody was all in on Andrew. So I look at this still, and I know this is stupid optimism, but I wonder if the Warriors do think this way. Play this game in your mind. Best-case scenario for everybody. Every I don't sing- do that, Mark. I know you don't. <laughs> Every, so let's tell Kendra. That, that's why we don't get along. No, th- th- this is every single one of these players is the best version of themselves by the time we get to April. 
Draymond comes in, and there's no more punching. Andrew Wiggins finds it. Kaminga continues to develop. Clay Thompson's shot is on. His shot discernment is also on. Steph is Steph. The process of those players all playing together turns Kavon back into Kavon. And then you dot the whole thing with your role players who are all doing their thing from Pajemski to TJD to Moody. GP2 gets healthy. And when you need Chris Paul to come in and make sure that the ball doesn't get turned over, he's there for you with limited minutes and a healthy body. If all of that were to happen, which is ludicrous. Right. Luda. But if all of that were to happen, what do you have? You had a good team. Okay. Probably not a championship team. Uh, 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 fine. You can win a round, maybe two rounds. You're not you're not beating the best in the West, and you're not winning the NBA title, I don't think. I still think that that's what, that's what the Warriors will trade for at the deadline. That that ridiculous though it may be. Very ridiculous. Hope. You're asking for about 12 things to break right. Uh, I, and of the 12 right now, the only one that you can really count on is Steph being Steph. It, it's no crazier than the idea of getting Pascal Siakam and winning in June. That's crazy too. I think it's less crazy yeah. to think about getting a, a better player for your broken team. Okay, Keenan and Vince and Rich. Uh, here we come. And also Jason Dumas is going to join us in a half hour. He's had the reports today uh, with regard to uh, to Draymond Green and Moses Moody. We're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. It's Willard and Dibs. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Nation at Steve Kerr. You're listening to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. I didn't think we'd get this, to this point today without uh, bebopping the loo through a lot of the uh, the sound from yesterday from that man right there, Steve Kerr. There goes that man. There goes that Mama, man. there goes that man. Kendra didn't want to get into the contract situation. And, um, ah. Would you say Kerr didn't either? I mean, we, we right. asked him. We asked him. Well, I was concerned, and I maybe I should have uh, you know, couched it more professionally, but I thought it was a good way to, to get into it because you and I both, in that moment, I looked at you and you were like, I think you mouthed contract to me, and I gave You're you the like, nonverbal, like, I was going to ask that same thing because I'm honestly a little concerned about well, Steve. Okay, so you asked. Steve, uh, you okay? If he still wants to do this. I love what I do. Guys, I mean, you know, every year is different, and you don't get to win the championship every season, obviously. Uh, but every season is different, and and uh, this year has been uh, challenging for sure. But but I love it. I love going to work every day. I love, um, you know, the the camaraderie that exists in that building. Love seeing my fellow coaches. Love seeing all the players. So um, yeah, I want to keep doing this. It's um, 
you know, if you if you are if you're lucky enough to wake up and be excited about what you're doing every day, you should probably keep doing it. So that's that's my plan. And then I said, okay, but do you get that a lot of us are starting to get Bob Myers vibes off of the situation? This is just normal business. This is how these things go. Every you know, everyone wants to have uh, a feel for 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 where things are and and you know where the team is and where all all the questions that exist um you know have to be assessed from both sides and then obviously the money is you know in the years and all that stuff it's it's all it's all just normal business stuff so I, as i said i'm not alarmed at all it's you know, this is more about just um you know finding finding common ground and and uh, getting it done and then i'm confident that'll happen okay so i i get less bob myers vibes now because of that answer if you listen to what he said uh, bob never did that bob was not like yeah years money just business yeah bob was like yeah not totally sure of anything and right. you could tell it was like do you still want to do this and I uh, don't know. Don't know if I still want to do this. Steve has been straightforward. Yep, still want to do it. And when you start talking about years and money, uh, that suggests that uh, either they're just not on the same page yet or don't have to be on the same page yet. It's yeah. probably a better way to say it. A little bit of a wait and see. And I wonder if the Monty Williams contract is uh, affecting him negatively now that they gave Monty all that money and they've got three wins. Maybe Joe Lacob's like, huh. How much per win? Yeah, it's I think about $4.5 million per win. But uh, mm. you know, Lacob's thinking, you coaches, maybe you're not that important after all. I, I was happy to hear that Steve was pretty definitive in terms of I still want to do this and talking about how much you know he loves going there to work each and every day. And I thought about you and I when Steve was given that answer because mm. you and I are also very lucky to be able to show up at a job that we really love, and it does make a lot of the secondary and tertiary things matter less when you, know, you wake up, it's like, oh, i got to go to work today. I get to go to work today. Yep, yep, yep. that's all true. Yeah. But also pay me. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, sorry about when that. does when does Detroit get here? Detroit is here this Tomorrow, week. Tomorrow, I think. Warriors have three games oh, in four right. nights. This is back to back. It's a back to back, and then they play again oh, on God. Sunday. Hi, this is James Wiseman. Sorry, Granty. I know you were about to play. This is James Wiseman. It is every Friday night. You beat me again. <laughs> right, right now, uh, every Friday night, we've got a Warrior return. Now, does James get the big tribute video? Super question. Will you give James a standing ovation? Will he even get announced? He is an NBA champion. I could not care less. I mean, the guy's a champ. Even though he played 0.0 minutes that year, he got a ring, and he's a champ. Much like uh, Jose Calderon, also an NBA champ. He was a Golden State Warrior for about an hour. What are they going to do? You know, announce the starting lineup? And fans, by the way, that guy sitting over there in the end of the bench, let's all welcome back James Wiseman. This is James Wiseman. There's your tribute right there. I think maybe we should get uh, Matt in, who does... uh, Updates on KCBS. He's the afternoon sports anchor, and yeah. he's also the Warriors' public address announcer. And you just kind of did your PA thing. <laughs> Maybe we get Matt in here to get uh, some Warriors inside 
Maybe tomorrow we have Matt come in and say, <laughs> Matt, what are the Warriors planning for James Wiseman? Hey, uh, dry run, Matt. You want to come through and do a little rehearsal? And now, oh, wow. now entering the game, James Wiseman. Detroit's down by 27 with 4-12 left to go in the fourth. Hey. Now entering the game. Better be careful. Better be careful. Detroit, they'll give you better you, be careful. They'll give you a game. They're gonna give you a game. Stop. And listen, it's it, it's it's set up now to where I said stop. It's nothing but it, <laughs> all it can do is be embarrassing. Like you better win that basketball game. Detroit took Boston to overtime, and they'll, they'll they lost. Okay, they, they, they'll give you a game. They're gonna give you a game. They beat Toronto the other night. Monty's got them in the right. Uh, they're in the right spot right now. They took Utah to overtime last night. Utah stinks. Good lord, there were almost three. There were there were three hundred points scored in that game. One hundred fifty-four to one hundred forty-eight. What did Wiseman have? Twenty-seven. <laughs> Actually, let me check. Did he? Did he score? Please tell me he scored. Uh oh, he had eight points. Okay, this is James Wiseman. James. He had 17 minutes in that game last night. Good for James. He's been playing more, yeah, and he's been playing better. Okay. He's played uh, 12, 13, 13, 16, and 17 minutes his last five. So maybe wow. it's because they still have injuries Look in the front these, court. I don't these, know. These point totals are amazing. They don't defend anyone. Good Lord. It's just 131, 146, 154, 136. Good Lord. Defend somebody. Jeez. But they beat Toronto. Yeah. They're not last in the NBA in points allowed. Really? That would be, uh, they're fifth to last. That would be the Jordan Pools. Oh, that makes sense. The Pools yeah, are giving up 126.6 a they, game. They don't defend anyone. Then the Pacers really? giving up 124.6. That's then the Hawks. Surprising. Then the Fighting Wenbanyamas, who are. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Popovich, maybe not a Hall of Famer, as it turns That's out. That's right, yeah. Take the, then the Pistons. Hit the brakes. Hit the brakes on all the Greg Pop Popovich. Love. Who couldn't win with Duncan and Robinson? <laughs> and Duncan Robinson. Um, how about Keenan in San Diego? Hey, Keenan, what are you doing? Uh, man, I'm just waiting on the parking spot, you know, downtown San Diego living, unfortunately. Oh, man. Um, I appreciate y'all letting me vent. I'm about to pull my hair out. I called yesterday. Uh, I couldn't get my point out. Uh, the, the wife was on my nerves. But so I'm trying to figure out, oh my like, gosh. what are we doing? Because, <laughs> like, we were we were one lot years ahead. And, and then at the beginning of the season, everyone, even ownership said we want to maximize Steph's years, right? So now when I look at the games, I'm like, oh, we playoffs. I feel like Jim Moore. Like, I don't know about playoffs. And then, I, I, as far as trading Draymond, I don't think that's that's the answer. I don't think it's going to happen. What this says, pains me to say this: Draymond needs vets. He would never act like this if we had David West. I mean, he would act similar, but you know, someone like a David West or a Bogut. And I like like the caller said before. I don't think he likes playing with young people. And as it pertains to Wiggins, potential. I mean, used to bees don't make honey, and Kaminga. Potential has a shelf life. So at this point, what are we doing? Are we trying to win a championship, or do we want to go back to being average and sucking for you know twenty to thirty years? Well, well Keenan, you 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 answer it. What's your what's your goal for the year? You want to win or you want to develop? I don't. I want to win, but unfortunately, I don't think there's a trade out there. I'll tell you what, though. I think 
I think this season may be a wash, but I think we sit on the assets we have this summer, and I wait for a disgruntled superstar to become available. We got Chris Paul. We got Draymond Green. LeBron James' best friends. Mm, maybe. Maybe there's something there. Maybe if something becomes available, there's trouble in, in Lakerland. So that's what I think we should do. Just whatever happens this season, it happens, and then wait this summer to see what we can get. Hey, uh, Keenan. We before you go, will you be honest about something? Oh, did he hang up? Come on, man. Used to bees don't make honey. They don't. That could be my favorite line of the and year. Potential's got shelf life. Yeah. Yeah. He does because at a certain point, that potential either becomes something or it becomes nothing. Keenan is also not waiting on a parking spot. Keenan, you don't think he's hiding from his wife? Ah, gotcha. What does he mean? He's been on hold for over an hour. Right. We're looking for a parking You've spot. You've been to downtown San Diego. It's have. Been tough down there. For an hour and eight minutes, I can find a parking spot in an hour and eight minutes. Yeah. He, he might be. Drive a, a half hour away and walk. There you go. He I might mean, be <laughs> looking to park near his building. Good Lord. Sometimes you got to do that. You know, you got to sit there and wait. It's true. Get a spot near your house. The wife was on my nerves. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, that's a good one. Oh, uh, before we go to uh, before we go to Vince, uh, I think I am uh, contractually obligated to tell you that you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ, FM and HD1, San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 